Welcome to the Nikki and Julie podcast, where women are connecting with women to enrich, uplift, and encourage in our everyday journey of life. And now, here's Nikki and Julie. Hello, Nikki. Welcome to another Tuesday. Hi, Julie. Yes. Yes. Does it feel better now? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, Julie. (laughs) You know, if only if only our listeners could be flies on the wall um, to our (laughs) to our fun outtakes. I'm telling you. Wow. Oh, that might be funny to do sometime to have just outtakes. (laughs) (laughs) They would enjoy enjoy that, Julie. (laughs) They would. They would see who who we are as the real people. We are real people. (laughs) We are real. (laughs) Ain't no denying it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. So today, Julie... um, Today's today's going to be a different kind of episode. You know, we've had fun. We've been we've enjoyed some great topics, right? Like we've talked about right. a lot. And you, this is episode. I should know this. Episode number eight. Eight. Yes. Episode eight. Yeah, we've we have a lot more to talk about, Julie. Yeah, <laughs> we're just beginning. I mean, especially after today, we're just beginning. <laughs> yes. 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 Whew. So much to talk about. We're on episode eight, and we're just so grateful for all of our listeners and y'all hanging out with us. Um, today, I want to discuss something. If if you recall, our podcast, we're going to have fun and um, really talk about some fun things and enjoy time <clears throat> together, but also to discuss some things that women don't don't um necessarily talk about right so exactly today i want to i want to pick your brain about something you sent to me you sent me an article recently about a teacher a first grade teacher in washington state i believe yes Uh, washington state who read a particular book to her first grade class and I read that article five times Julie yes oh wow five okay um I don't -hmm. like to miss things I I like to make sure you know did I read everything am I reading it wrong you know I I get it yeah I just want to make Mm -hmm. sure um and so (laughs) I read it five times and on the fifth time I just I remember just sitting back in my chair thinking, we've got to talk about this. We've got to Mm -hmm. talk about this. Um, This first grade teacher, which I'm sure, Julie, I'm sure she does her job well. Okay. She's a teacher. Shout out to teachers. Okay. Let me just say that because not not everybody can be a teacher. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Not everyone can be a teacher. Love our teachers. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is a, it's a hard job. It's a very hard job. Um, and, and, and sometimes it can be hard when you make a decision to do something, maybe not necessarily considering what could happen 
um, after what, you know, after this said thing, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is that you choose to do. So she, she read a book to her first grade class. The name of this book is titled I Am Jazz. And I don't know if you remember this, Julie, it's been a couple of years. Like this is not a new book. I just, I think it's starting to circulate again. It's, it's recirculating. Um, because I think for a while it calmed down (laughs) and then, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously with this, this article, it has resurfaced. Yeah. Well, and it's not, it's not going away. No, 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 it's not going away. No, it's not. Uh, but it's called I am jazz. And basically it's, it's about, um, a little boy, right? Two year, two year, uh, I think it's a two year boy, but, Mm um, right. And it speaks about transgenderism and inclusion. And there's that word, Julie. There's that word, inclu- inclusion. Um, it, I feel like that word is used like the wind. It it floats. <laughs> it floats around. Yeah. It gets so to where you don't want to use it. It gets yeah. abused, you know? Yeah. And 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 my the I'm telling you, the first thing that pops into my mind when I hear the word inclusion is Jesus. Okay. I mean it. Right. Uh, the very first thing that I think about is Jesus because his word is inclusive to everybody. Um, his, his gospel is for all salvation mm-hmm. is, is there and ready for everyone who chooses to take that path. It's there. Um, he, he doesn't exclude anyone, <laughs> right? No, God that, that's is, the whole God reason is, he yeah. came. He doesn't. That's right. right. That's the whole reason why Jesus came and, and died for all of us, for all of our sins. So when I hear the word inclusion, that's what I think of. Um, but that word is used very differently today. Mm-hmm. Um, almost as if, you know, yeah, oh yeah, you're a Christian, then you exclude certain people. Well, exactly. Don't put that on me like that. That's I I don't take kindly to things like that. <laughs> I know the labels. Yeah. The, the labels yes. are getting really easier for people to use when when we have when we have definers and qualifiers as to our faith, our values, and the way we believe we should live. And we automatically get labeled. And I really am like you. I don't like that. No, no, don't, don't label me, you know, and, and pulling me into your, your bubble of, you know, basically when these labels are made, these, whoever titled it, because some people, you know, I don't know where some of these words come from as far as who, who, um, what's the word? Um, like, like if a certain word comes out or something, oh, that person is the the one who started it all. Right. Like, okay. They're they're the ones who pinned it. Right. Um, so, so they use it a lot. Well, when they use these words, now it's like they're pulling you into their beliefs, right? Um, right. So, so as women, um, as young girls, young boys, even men can be labeled and grouped as if um, as if God's word isn't good enough. And, and if it's not good enough, hey, we're just going to go ahead and include everybody, <laughs> We're going to include everybody in this because, you know, your standards or your, you know, God's, your God's standards, you know, is, is considered exclusive. So, so we're going to pull ourselves over here and start throwing labels out. So, right. so I really want to pick your brain about this. You know, you said this to me, so I don't, I don't know where you got it from or where you, where you found it. Well, you know? Yeah. I, I heard it on a, a, 
heard it on a podcast. Well, actually, my husband did. And he goes, you know, you may want to listen to this. So I did. I listened to it and I thought, well, here we are again. It's it's kind of it's kind of making its its uh, movements again. And let's let's address it. And I think the one thing that really is irritating to me is this idea that if you have conservative ideology, then you are a prude. You are a stick in the mud. You have this puritanical vintage way of thinking and we need to be abolished. And that is so not who I am. That is so not who you are because that is not who we are as Christians. And this idea that we have a very antiquated way of thinking about sexuality is, is beyond contrary to scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond contrary. And I'm thinking, do you people not read the song of Solomon? Oh, the song of Solomon. (laughs) Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Listen, Julie, Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, I've, I used to read through, you know, the Bible and certain books and I would read through Song of Solomon and be like, what in the world are they talking about? What is he talking about? Well, as I got older and um, would be in Bible classes, they would dive more into it. But even still, I I will put this out here. I'm going to put it out there into the universe, Julie. I'm just going to do it. Okay. The Song of Solomon is not widely discussed as much as it should be. I agree with you. Especially in a Christian home. I agree with you. There I said it. There I said it and I'm not backing off of it. Okay. (laughs) There you go. It's the truth. It's, it's not, it's not discussed. And you know, families, I think every family, whatever it is, every family has their standards, right? Everyone has some kind of a standard that they're following, whether they tell you they are or not, they have some kind of a standard. And I feel as if there are some families who just don't discuss, like they have their own beliefs, but they're not openly discussing, having discussions with their children um, or within the family unit, uh, talking about these, these important issues, like, like what, like what's discussed in this article. I I really want to dive into it a little bit more um, because I think you did a little, you did a little more research. Um, I did into I, it than I did, but I, I really want our listeners to just just take a step back for a moment, regardless of where your thoughts are, where where your beliefs are. We just need for you to just take a step back, open your ears, open your heart, and just listen. So, Julie, diving into this article a little bit more, this first grade teacher she reads this book. Um, you know, every school has, I'm sure, books on inclusion and including all, all types of um, people and all types of children, no matter what your belief is, no matter what your sexual orientation is, all of that. Um, so this book was in the library at mm-hmm. the elementary school. <laughs> so the teacher mm-hmm. decided to read this book to her kids and apparently it got back to some parents. Um, and she was questioned on it. Um, she was questioned on it. And, and so diving into this article a little bit more, what were your thoughts um, th- the more that you read into it? And, you know, there's a, an interesting piece of information that I'm hoping that you're going to touch on. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, if I don't, you pick up then. Um, <laughs> 
Well, so here's, I started reading about this, this first grade teacher thinking that this is what I need to read to my students. So we're talking about what, six-year-old kids and, and decides that six-year-old kids need to be introduced to this thought of maybe you aren't who you think you are. Maybe you're not a boy or a girl after all. Maybe your mom and dad are wrong about this. Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, we have to understand that, that there are things that introducing to children, they are so not prepared for. They can't do it. They're not prepared for that. Yes. And so developmentally, we really do a disservice to these young minds by thinking that this is what I'm going to let you know about all of your options. The second piece of this is that in this particular school district, the school board president who was elected um, also is a small business owner. Well, small business owner, that's great, but her small business is called Wink Wink. And in this business, it is a woman-owned, all-ages, inclusive, not creepy sex shop. We oh. celebrate sexual expression and exploration, banish shame, and help our customers to better love themselves and others. Come one, come all. Now, you can read that. That's public knowledge. First of all, I, I have no shame about who I am as a woman. I have no shame about that at all. Me either. I, ha I have no shame about marriage or heterosexuality. I have no shame about that. And this is another one of those labels. But the thing that concerns me the most about this is all ages. And when you can continue to do just a little investigating, doesn't take much, you know, it's, there's a lot that you can find very quickly. They will sell to 16 and up in age, but any child can come in there, any child. And it's full of sexual toys, lingerie. They have education classes. And this is all about being inclusive. In fact, this, this owner, um, she agreed that the narrative of abstinence doesn't work and said that we need to have our eyes open, wide open, about the ways conservatives want to legislate our bodies. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, that's what I meant earlier about labeling. Julie, yes. look here. The people who really know who I am and really know what I'm about they know that I love them. Like I, I, when I love, I love heart <laughs> and yes, I love people in general. I love everybody. I have all kinds of relationships. I, I really do. Um, because of the love that I have for people, God, mm -hmm. God wants me to have that kind of love for people because he does. Mm -hmm. Um, what I will not, what I will not except is being grouped uh, and labeled, like you said, um, 
you know, even if I'm not using the term conservative, mm-hmm. I, I am a, I'm a woman. I am a, a woman who was created by God. And I don't have to be put into somebody else's bubble or labeled, like, like you said earlier, like I'm some prude because I'm a Christian and I have values and I have, you know, I have certain beliefs. I'm not prude, Judy. <laughs> Julie, yeah. I, I just called you. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I don't consider not. myself, you know, to be someone who isn't aware of sexuality and my sexuality. Julie, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> this is what cracks me up. God was the creator of sex, right? Like he, uh, well, last I read, <laughs> <laughs> that seriously cracks me up. It's, it's all, it's, it's as if pe- it, people do not have the knowledge or the biblical knowledge, right? To know that one, we were created by God and two, he created man and woman and man and woman to enjoy the sexual relationship within marriage right and that's that's the problem right that julie that's that's what Mm -hmm. i'm thinking like there that Mm -hmm. knowledge of of god our creator and what he has created for his creation to enjoy we can enjoy it julie in marriage right right (laughs) but that but that's the problem nikki People don't want to follow that parameter. There it is. Yeah. That's it. Don't tell me no. Yeah. Don't tell me what I can't do. Yes. And so when you have that line of thinking, anything goes, anything goes. So that's where we can get labeled. Those of us who are followers of Christ and, and believe in, in the inspired word of God then become targets because we do believe in marriage. Mm-hmm. We do believe that it was designed for sexual activity inside the, the marriage. We can read about that in scripture. Um, and God talks very plainly about it. But he also gives us lines, boundaries. Boundaries, yeah. And that's okay. Since when is it not okay to have a boundary? Because we all do. It just, we want to decide where it's going to be. There it is. Yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes we teach our kids boundaries, right? Like, like our kid, he's getting older. He's almost 10. And we started noticing, you know what? He can't be so comfortable to where he goes, you know, we're visiting friends or whatever. He's so comfortable till he goes to the restroom, but doesn't close the door. (laughs) You know, hold up. So, so now we're getting to the point, obviously we've been, he's been doing that now for a while, but when he was younger, we were starting to teach him the differences and the changes in his body mm-hmm. and why it changes, why mm-hmm. your body changes, why a girl's body changes. We're not afraid to talk about that with our kid because it's our responsibility. It's not my child's teacher's responsibility. It's not the preacher's responsibility. It's it's the parent's responsibility ultimately right, to teach and train their child about their sexuality and, and about, you know, yeah, you know, even about some of the things that are going on in today's world, again, age appropriate. I don't want someone outside of my home explaining that to my kid. That is, and, and here's the thing, 
as they get older, when we're out and about, they're going to see it, right? They're going to see it. They're going to hear stuff. It's in, it's in movies. It's on TV. Mm -hmm. It's in their TV shows. But that's why it's so important, Julie, to have these conversations with your kid. Right. And I have to stress this, that Christian homes, Julie, there are some Christian homes where sexuality is not discussed at Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. It's, it's Mm not, um, it's not. And, and, and the sad part is it'll be discussed somewhere else. Exactly. And your kid will learn it from somewhere else, someone else. So you have to decide as a parent, where do I want my child to learn this in the most holistic, holy way so that I don't, I, I can prepare them for what's coming because here we go. This is what's coming. And I don't, I I don't want it to ever be an argument about what kind of schooling you do, because everybody has to make that choice for their children. But parents, I cannot say it loud enough to please be involved in the school with your kids. Outside of just sports. Yes. Do (laughs) not assume anything. Yep know who's on the board, Mm -hmm. know what's going on, look in the library. It's okay. Sometimes parents are a little, I don't know, they're hesitant to ask questions. Don't be hesitant. This is your kid. You only got one shot at this. So don't, don't be afraid to say, I want to know more about what you're going to teach my child. I want to know more about who's the teacher. And, and okay. you're right. And that's okay. That's, that's, you're the parent. <laughs> you're yeah. the parent. And, and I, you ask the question, you're like, where does that come from? I, the world. A lot of it is world influence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, mm-hmm. we want to be accepted. We don't want other parents to look at us as like, we're troublemakers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they don't have the same belief as us or oh, great. You know, don't invite them because they, they're no fun. Um, which is a trip, Julie. Like I consider myself a fun person. I think you are too, Nikki. I mean, Hey, if, if you can do yoga with goats, that's fun. (laughs) I am a fun person. Yes, you are. I am fun and I am not a prude and I am not going to be labeled and put into somebody else's box simply because of my beliefs. Now, what, what I won't, here's another thing I won't do. I won't accept someone labeling me as oh well that's her belief so she doesn't do this or she doesn't love these people or no Mm -hmm. don't don't throw me out there like that I don't I don't like that um I love everyone I love everyone so much because of God and because of where he wants us to be okay Mm -hmm. our our Mm -hmm. hope is heaven and so um that that's what's on my mind constantly when I'm around people. So of course I shine my light. I, you know, whatever that entails, I, I, I shine my light because of my love for people. It, but that does not mean that I'm going to take on this label that someone else has created just simply because like you said, they want to do what they want to do. I have my own, you know, views. You have your own views, but you're still, <laughs> you're still putting your views out there. And pulling people towards you. Right. Um, so it's almost like a double standard. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you don't want to be put in my bubble or whatever you want to call it. 
but here you are with your own labels and things like that. But yeah, I think it's really important for us to talk to our kids and to have those open relationships with them. Um, so that when they do come across words like inclusion and um, transgenderism and things like that, they have to, they have to be, uh, especially in today's world, Julie, they, they have to be open to things like that as far as listening and hearing from their parents right. um, and being taught um, exactly and being right. taught the right way. They, they have to, otherwise, like you said, they, they're going to hear it out at school. They're going to hear it while they're out and about with their friends, wherever. Um, and, and we want our kids to be good examples. We want our kids to be shining lights in the world. We want right. our kids to te- even teach their friends about the love of God. Um, and, and the fact that God didn't create you incorrectly. He made you what he made you. <laughs> right. You yeah. are who you're supposed to be because he created you that way. And to say that he messed up is absolute insult to God. Yeah. And how dare we decide that God messed up? Um, so yeah. a lot of people insulting God nowadays. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, I would not. I would not want to be doing that. Well, it, it, it's heartbreaking, Julie. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. Because you, you see how you see how far the world has gone, even in the past five years. You know, the past mm-hmm. five to ten years, um, things have changed a lot. A lot. And, right. you know, I'm not one to say that uh, there's no perfection over here, Julie. I, I have had experiences and, and, and done things that I know were wrong. Um, I have been there. I have made decisions, um, that have, have caused me to really look at myself like, okay, you know, um, so this isn't coming from a place of perfection or, Oh, you know, here they go talking about Jesus again. Well, you're Mm going to hear Jesus when we talk. Um, but it's it's God's grace and his love for me that reminds mm-hmm. me that yeah I've I've messed up been there done that um but he he's always he can reel me in you know he can reel me in and it's just it's mind-boggling sometimes um when I read articles and things like that it just reminds me that with my own child I have to stay diligent being a parent and of course I'm only a parent of one Right. I have one child. There are many parents who have two, three, five, six, eight plus kids, you know, that they have to be concerned about and 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 build this relationship with their kids to know, hey, what are your thoughts on this? Have you and your friends ever discussed this? You know, all of those things. We cannot be afraid to talk to our children about sex and and what God expects. Well, I I think one of the things, once you raise teenagers, once, and we, I have four, I have four grown adult married kids. Okay. And I'm still parenting some teenagers at home. Mm -hmm. And this is the one thing I I've learned. And I, and I would love for parents to be able to say, okay, I get it. Privacy for our kids is not a a responsibility for you to, to make sure they have it. Privacy is a privilege. Oh, yeah. Privacy is a privilege and your kids will turn it around on you. Some of them will and decide that, Hey, I'm, I'm 13, 14. I need my privacy. Well, I, you know, call me old fashioned, call me old school, call me whenever you want. 
but your kids are going to be drawn to a place that you're not going to want them to go. And you better know the passwords. You better know the friends. You better know the media sites that they're on because Satan is much more powerful than we give him credit for. And he will find his way into your child's life somehow. Don't be naive about that. So when your kid cries privacy, you come back with, I love you enough to not be afraid of privacy and, and I will give it to you, but on a limited basis because Satan is real and he's always looking out for you. And I have to be, I have to be one up on him all right. the time. So when we get stuff like this going on, like we've talked about today, you've got, you've got people who are very, very loud. It's, it, it could be a minority, but they're loud. Yeah. And, and they, they get, they get noticed. And, and this is where we've got to be ready to know what to say, mm-hmm. to be prepared with scripture, to know that does Jesus love? Absolutely. He does. does. Absolutely. And I get so tired of taking that and spiritually abusing it so that now Jesus doesn't love this person or that person. So we're going to make Jesus love everybody and everything they do. He does love everybody, but he is not okay with everything we do. That's and right. If that's the problem, if that's the problem, then don't, don't create it that it's my problem as well. Cause I don't have a problem with it. True. I, I don't have a problem with scripture. I don't have a problem with, with, with my parameters. I, I, I don't. Now that doesn't mean I'm perfect. Just like you said, but I don't have a problem. Yeah. So it's not my problem. Maybe it's your problem, but it's yeah. not mine. Yeah. So that's, that's where I think we've got to just be very much alert to what's going on and protect our children and shield them and build a hedge around them, but prepare them when they're developmentally ready to be prepared. Not when they're six years old. Yes. There, and there's the, there's the, there's the conclusion to this topic is mm-hmm. when they're, when they're ready. Okay. You know, every child is not ready to hear certain things because they don't know what you're talking about. They're not like, right. they just want to go and play in, on the playground right now. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. they're not understand. They're not fully understanding what you're reading to them. Um, right. Especially when they're, it's not being discussed at home. That's that they hear things like that. And like you said, when they're not mentally or psychologically ready to hear certain things like that, you know, now, now here we are, they are questioning. Oh, well, we never thought about that before. I know. know. Our kids exactly. are very smart. Kids are very, very smart and they can mm-hmm. catch on very quickly to things. But then there are times where, you know, they, they want to be kids and, and we need to allow that. We need to allow them to be children and, and set those parameters um, to be age appropriate. So mm-hmm. thank you for all of this, Julie. It, it just, I just know that this is a topic that's just not discussed. And if it is, it's discussed behind closed doors. Yes, it is. And and here we are, we opened it up. So, and we welcome, we welcome our listeners um, feedback to what we've discussed. We, we welcome open discussion. Um, 
because hey, if we didn't, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Because it makes you quite vulnerable when you're doing podcasts. <laughs> yes. yes, it does. So this was great, Julie. Thank you so much for your insight and um, all of your shares. And again, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for listening to the Nikki and Julie podcast. Join us every Tuesday and Thursday for more exciting conversations. And remember... Be real, be true, and be you.